Footy Prime the Podcast is brought to you by Tony Bet, official sponsor of the CPL and presenting sponsor of Canada's unofficial voice of footy. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language, and sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. You're listening to Footy Prime News and Such, your one-stop destination for footy news and such. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. You know, boys, I, I do make a concerted effort not to, you know, cover Ronaldo whenever possible. You know, he, he shouldn't be dictating narratives every single show. I get that. But once again, he makes the pod all about him. You know, I, I, you can't escape it. We can't avoid these conversations as awkward as they can be. He's like the mafia, right? You know, they just keep pulling you back in. You think you're out and they pull you back in. Today... Eric Ten Hag admits that, yeah, Ronaldo refused to to play off the bench late in that match against Spurs. He's obviously uh, been um, sat down for this weekend. Ronaldo put out this lovely Instagram post about how professional he is, what a good guy he is. He, he said, uh, I started very young. Older and most experienced players' examples were always very important to me. Therefore, later on, I have always tried to set the example myself for the youngsters that grew in all the teams that I've represented. Unfortunately, that's not always possible. And sometimes the heat of the moment gets the best of us. This doesn't seem to me to be the kind of guy that just like loses his shit like that and does stupid things. He's very strategic and smart. B, when, when you read that, after you had the shower, how did you feel? <laughs> <laughs> i felt here's a man that's tried everything and here's a man that wants that january move no i think he was asking how do you feel after the shower <laughs> still a bit dirty <laughs> you feel used you feel used b? you must break your heart though right b you've, you've backed this guy from day one and now you have to acknowledge he's 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 Going to the dark arts to, to manufacture a move away. Well, hang on, B, before you answer, <laughs> let me put my two bits in here. There's also the other side of things here. Ronaldo is a freaking legend. You're putting on a couple of substitutes later in the game. One of the greatest players of all time, no question, is sitting on the bench behind you. Why didn't they let them let him go if they were going to leave him on the bench and never have anything to do with him? Let him go. He deserves a little bit of respect. As much as he can cause his own problems, and I'm critical of it, give him some respect here. This guy has been unbelievable to world football. Unbelievable. There's nobody bigger in world football. He has like 700 million followers. This guy is absolutely influential. Show him some respect. 
The listeners will be so confused as to why my voice sounds so much like Craig Forrest. I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, I jumped on your train here, Brendan, with this one. I, 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 uh, I appreciate you, buddy. It's a mistake uh, by Manchester United. Okay, but Craig, but remember me. the Man City game? Remember that game? And Ten Hag said, I didn't use him because I had too much respect for him. Hmm. Right? You're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't at this point if you're the manager. Well, just the way it's just all turning out. It's just... It could have been avoided. But I would also say he's full of shit. To Craig's point, how is that respect? That the, the shot before he leaves, it's him standing facing the pitch. And that these two children are coming on in front of him. Like, I understand that they're winning. I understand that, you know, even in the 88th minute, that's that's not a position that he wants to come on at. But to Craig's point, like, what's the deal here? You just want him to be the A-list leader and role model in training you just want him to to be a teacher for the next generation that the class of 2022 mm. come on and he's not a slug out there you know last year he performed if you put the ball in the right areas he's going to score goals even today he's yeah. not completely washed up he's not no. he's not going to mls he's not going to saudi arabia he's not going to china like he can bang in goals in the Champions League or on a, a title contending team somewhere, and mm-hmm. and this United team is oh too too good too much in a, a transition situation that they can't benefit from this guy. That's their problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. or that maybe the manager making a statement as well. Yeah, won the game, bringing two young guys on and saying, "Look, we can win without him. We don't need this guy." Well, and you have to feel for Ten Hag because he's actually said it publicly. He goes, new manager in one of the biggest clubs in the world, and you're trying to work with the greatest or one of the greatest players that have ever played the game, and you're trying to find your footing there. And you got this issue behind you, you know? Yeah. It's tough for him too. But I think as a club, they had the opportunity to let him go, and it would have been a lot cleaner, a lot less messy than it's becoming. After a great performance, they played really, really well. And then the the chatters about Ronaldo again, and yeah, he brought it upon himself a bit. But I can I can understand it. I mean, we get enough disrespect in this country from 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 ours, you know, from a smaller scale of his thing. So how does Ronaldo feel after what he's achieved and how they're treating him? Mm-hmm. Seven hundred fucking. But, but don't you think though, Craig? Don't you think if he was at that level and could still score goals at this level and showed it at training every day? Ten Hag would play him, right? Ten Hag wants goal scorers. Marcus Rashford has not done the business this year. He gets in positions. He's not scoring goals. Martial's been hurt. Mm-hmm. Mason Greenwood, well, we know what's happened there, right? They need goals. And if you have this legendary player who can still do it at this level and shows it week in and week out on the training field, Ten Hag mm-hmm. would play him. He's not playing him for a reason, surely. What did he get last year? 19? Yeah, 18 and okay. all, you think, well, in 20 years. You know he can score goals. Mm-hmm. Does he have yeah. to do it in training? The guy's, the guy's a game winner. I think if, you know, Jimmy, if, if you put him, just say, throw him into Holland's position at Manchester City, I think he's got eight or nine goals already this season. Definitely. He's, yeah. I think he's hit 10, and I said that before. Right? Yeah. But yeah. Tim Hawk's so, not an idiot, boys, right? If he was still prolific then he'd play him. But Ten Ten Hag, Hag, why, why wouldn't he? Oh, you know what? Just out of spite? 
I don't like famous players. I'm good with younger players. No, he'd play him. No player is bigger than the club. Who do you think is drilling that into him? What what you know? And look at the the last few years. We keep talking about how they haven't got out of this shadow. Well, that's one thing that you know as they've thrown money at all these stars, and you can even go to some of the some of the players that you know like worked, but they tip that balance just a little too much for the uh, United purist. I'm thinking of, of Zlatan and Jose, who is somewhat personality who is bigger than most clubs, right? Mm-hmm. Now you've got a person in Eric Ten Hag who's a little more, uh, I, was, I don't want to say dull looking, but he's not as, he's not as outlandish uh, as a speaker or not as, as charismatic or a appearance, yeah, as others, previous managers that they've had, in, including uh, Louis van Gaal, for one. So I can absolutely see this is part of him putting his his stamp on things and knowing that he has the chance he's the only person that has a chance to be there longer than one of his superstar players whereas in the in the past the you know the, the shelf life mm-hmm. for one of these guys is so short he's going to last longer than ollie guaranteed and ronaldo's not so mm-hmm. he's drawn the line in the sand i need to do this with young players to stay here longer and i need to make an example of you the training um argument is bullshit He's banging in goals in training. He's definitely doing. You don't know that. You don't know that. I think. I think he is. I think we do know that. He didn't just dry up. He's incapable. There are people that are incapable of of lowering their performance level. They're incapable of like complacency. He is one of those people, and when he sees complacency and idiocy around him, that does change his personality Mm. and make him surly. I know this because I'm like that. You guys have seen that with me. <laughs> He's saying that we're complacent. I mean, we are. <laughs> He's saying yeah, when I, 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 there's complacency. I become an asshole. Yes, that's. What I I'm agree saying. with. I agree with Craig, though. You know, he's he's been such a legend at Man United. They love him there. You know, the the prodigal son came home, and the way the whole situation is going right now, it's it's an absolute nightmare. And I think. He, He's right. They they should turn around and say, okay, listen, you know, maybe it's time time that you move on, let you go on a free or pay you up, whatever it is. And you got to go. You, he, look, he is arguably the, the best player in the world. He's won Manchester so much. Ballon d'Or winner was Ronaldo fourteen yeah. years ago. And uh, sit, was it? Isn't he being the paid a lot of money, fellas? Oh yes. That's so the what the fuck are we talking about? Be a professional. I don't care about this respect thing. I'm with Charms here, man. This guy's, if you're surly and you're getting, what did we think of Vince Carter? I'm going to go different sport. When he sat on the end of the bench and didn't play, we thought he was a knob making 25 million a year sitting there. All We all thought the same thing. Best dunker, one of the best players in the league, sitting on the end of the bench, forcing a trade. We weren't happy about it. He got booed. Yeah, but I look, would boo. I like. I, I get it. I get that this guy's unhappy. But you, you 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 can't you can't compare Vince Carter. If you now if you're talking Michael Jordan, and a situation like that, I don't think they would handle Michael Jordan. Like I, that. I'm putting it on as a as a team. And Jimmy, you're if you're the gaffer and yeah. you're the gaffer, so you're 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 ten hug. What do you do? Do you play? Do you play this guy when he shouldn't be played? Like Sharm says, he's. Maybe he's not – B saying he's he hasn't lowered. But he may, may have jumped the shark like Fonzie. And I'm talking uh, 
Arthur Fonzarelli. Arthur Fonzarelli. For me, that's Happy Days. Yes, we watched Happy Days. He may have jumped the shark. I was thinking for a second. I'm like, what viral Twitch clip with Fonzie in some Caribbean location did I miss? Happy Days. No, but, but I, think, I get I think it. I get he's the best ever. But there's this level of play the game too. He's making a crap load of money. He's not making the situation better for himself, the club, or Ten Hag. He wants to play though. That's the difference. Carter didn't want to play. He wants to play when he wants to play. That's the difference. He wants to play on a team that's that's playing the right way and that's winning and it's competitive and has the chance to win. And that's what Who he thought he was number going five for. in the he, no, he, he, number five in the table. He signed with a club had Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as his manager. That that was a club that finished second in the Premier League. And we all know that was a phony second. Given what happened previous <laughs> year. It was. It was a phony second. Chelsea, <laughs> Liverpool, they're all shit that year. <laughs> Ole was a fraud getting second place that year. They weren't good. You know, uh listen. <laughs> <laughs> Move him along. Absolutely sell the guy. Hundred percent, right? And, and maybe they should have sold him this past summer. We don't know what happened there. We don't know whether there were deals in place and clubs wouldn't pay his salary. I don't know. I know Roy Keane says I know it for sure. I've heard from my sources that he could have moved, but the club said no. All right. Okay. So maybe in that case, it's Eric Ten Hag saying, you know what? I've got arguably the greatest player of all time, who scored eighteen Premier League goals last year. I don't really want him. I want a younger team to build, but I want to see this guy and what he's got in training. I'm going to give him a few months to prove himself, and maybe he can be a solution. Maybe he can be fantastic for me, and despite being 37 years of age, be part of the reason why I'm successful. But I've got to see it myself. And maybe after the, per- the first two months of the season, he's realized, shit, this, egg, this guy ain't got it anymore. Decline, when it comes, it comes swiftly, right? Maybe he hasn't got it. He doesn't fit into my system. And he's taking this long to figure it out. So that's fine. So I'm moving in January. But when the club, when the player refuses to come on the pitch as an example to the young players, like he said in this bullshit Instagram post, that is just unacceptable. You have to do what the manager says. You might not like it. Jimmy, Craig, I'm sure you played for managers you didn't like or didn't agree with, but you still did what they said, didn't you? I don't care who you are or what your, your legacy is and whether you're you know, the greatest of all time. It doesn't matter. Like you said, B, no player should be bigger than the club. And by doing this, you're saying, no, actually, I am. I'm bigger than Manchester United. I'm more important. That's bullshit. Well, I think if you're going off of Roy Keane's sources, then it sounds like there's probably an issue behind the scenes, maybe with the board as well, where there's a few board members that are like, no, we, need, we want to keep him. He needs to be at this club. Mm-hmm. You might have a manager who's saying he's not going to play for me. I want to go younger. And that's probably where the issue is lying is behind the scenes of half, half the people want him out and the other don't. So now he's as a player, maybe he's caught in limbo as well. Right. Yeah. It's no good having board. It's no good having board. It's no good having board members and people behind the scenes that want to keep you. Mm-hmm. If you've got a manager that doesn't want to play you. Yeah. Well, listen, we could, we could, you know, that wouldn't surprise me. United behind the scenes is a disaster, right? The Glazers have created something there that, that United isn't about and must make poor old Sir Alex, you know, get into that bottle of whiskey a lot earlier in the day than he used to. That's for sure. It's going to be depressing as hell. The Glazers have let Old Trafford fall into disrepair, the squad into disrepair. You know, now they've finally got, I think, the right manager. But optically, it just looks terrible right now. And, you know, 
we have fun with Ronaldo, but the bottom line is we all respect the guy immensely. He's incredible. I want to see this end well for him. But when he does these kind of things, it's petulant. This is a guy who's 37 years of age, guys. If it's a 24-year-old, 23, okay, you know what? Yeah, you're an idiot. You're young. You make mistakes. He's seen this before from other players. He should know better, shouldn't he? He, he knows exactly. When he says, I'm not coming on, he knows what's going to happen. He knows it's going to be plastered across all the papers the next day. He knows it's going to be talked about in you know, Canada's number one soccer podcast. <laughs> Definitely knows that. <laughs> Right. Oh, he's listening. Uh, North Star Bats is a sponsor, and uh, <laughs> <TV>. <laughs> you know, what yeah. I mean, I mean, I just, I just think it's, it's, he makes it easy to criticize him. That's, that's he all. does. He, he does. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. He does make it easy to criticize him, but at the same time, I, you know, he might even think that you know, maybe I made a mistake a bit by doing that, but. I've scored 700 fucking league goals. <laughs> people that don't care what other like people... fuck you, like you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> you want goals? Yeah. I can score goals. He's yeah. got an no, ego, and so he should. Yeah, right? yeah I, I get that. 700 goals. Goals. 35 a year. People and you're worried don't... about training charms? <laughs> yeah, he's got to be. Yeah, you're not proven in training there. Oh, yeah, but you know it's true though. Okay, Practice. so over the course of over the course of uh, Ten Hogs, you know, tenure there. So say say it's four or five months. He sees this guy, this 37 year old there, plodding around training, can't hit a barn door. Maybe that's happening. We don't know. Oh, but he's got he's scored a lot in the past, so he's still pretty good. Not no, a lot. Seven hundred. <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, Pele can't score any goals anymore, can he? He was pretty good once upon a time too. <laughs> I bet you Pele would it. score an R5 aside. Yeah. I, I would love to see Pele against Dunny. That would be a good lineup right there. Yeah, I think Dunny might actually hold him, you know, for pace. But yeah, I'm so awkward. For pace. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm so awkward. I'd probably go studs, you know, across the, the top of his foot, his ankle. Oh, and I'd you'd be break his foot. Yeah. I'd probably be. Can you imagine Dunny like five yards behind Pele and he's like 90 years old. He can't catch him. Yeah. This, guy, this guy's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> Before we move on from Ronaldo, I know this pains you, Charms, that you've spent 25 minutes speaking about the greatest player of all time and the Portuguese captain at the World Cup. Can we get more of uh, your Roy Keane? <laughs> you know, really... actually, no, it wasn't good because it was the wrong part of Ireland I was using, I think. <laughs> it sounded right. a bit more like uh, Scottish region. The name's yeah, Keane, Roy Keane. I didn't. I didn't sound angry enough either. I don't think, and it's like just like <laughs> spitting venom with every word. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we're all wrong. But if, hey, from the World Cup standpoint, B, do you want your, your your captain and and your still your talisman, your maestro, not playing between now and the World Cup? Which who knows? Maybe it happens. Of course not. But if there's anyone that can buck the trend and be fine despite that situation, it's him. Because he scored 700 goals in his career. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually hope he goes to the World Cup and kills it. It wouldn't put it past him either. I wouldn't. Oh, but he's Just, no good in fucking training. Well, I said I wouldn't yeah. put it past him. I'm not saying I expect <laughs> he's okay it. in front of like a billion people on TV. I, I don't expect it, but would it shock me because it's Ronaldo? No, of course not. He is superhuman. It is interesting though. And we've spoken about this, right? We spoke about this with Sid. Like what situation do you actually want? Sid said that they Portugal has a team that's ready to win the World Cup, good enough to win the World Cup. But he doesn't think that they can. They do it with Ronaldo. But you can't remove him from the squad. He's certainly not going to remove himself. 
And everyone in that room idolizes him and looks up to him. So you're not getting the best out of those players when he's playing with them. So what is the balance? And I think that's what we've seen, especially the last tournament, uh, the Euros against Belgium, where you're, you're, they're just close, but they just can't figure out how to be themselves around this guy. So that's definitely a problem. But to Craig's point, I think he's going to be so bloody inspired to just destroy it. And I think the room will will as well. Not to say that they're they're just going to be serving it up on a platter for him, but I think everyone's going to up their level. It's definitely going to be a galvanizing situation. Like, oh, the world is doubting our icon, our leader, our captain. Let's go out there. B, what what happens if he goes out there, lays a fart, and leaves (laughs) halfway through the second half of a game for Portugal? How do you feel then? Like if he's... Same thing, but he's playing for Portugal. Walks off. Tell me how you feel. Oh, he walks. He's not walking off. I'm, I'm, I'm putting you in a situation. Yes. Imagine him so walking he gets off. What? So, the same thing he just did with, with uh, United. Imagine yep, if he but, does it for Portugal. But that involves him starting a game on the bench, which I, I don't see. I don't see that. Scenario. Can you hype? We're hy- hypothetical here. Okay. How are you feeling if he does it for your second favorite team? Because I, I know you're cheering for Canada. We've talked about longer. that. I don't hey? think you'd ever be put in that position. Oh, if you're a manager that's, that's strong can't play. Cool. What is wrong with your imagination? Well, it's, it's, we it's, talk it's, about everything else on this show. the worst show. role player ever, right? Sex with mascots. <laughs> oh, not, and you can't put yourself in this situation. Okay. I, I can see him on the bench. Right? <laughs> but I just can't see the manager being in a position where he's going to make sure that situation is rock solid and he's going to know his role. And if he knows his role and he's part of the team, he's going to be all in. Yeah. I like think it's this. Exactly. Yeah, parallel universe, the parallel universe, right? World Cup yeah. happening, right? And that thing does happen, right? Right. The, the, the manager has a brain cramp, you know, an aneurysm and says, Nope, you're not starting. But in the 89th minute, I'm going to bring you on and you're losing two nil or winning two nil. So let's pretend, okay? That's role-playing. This is fantasy, okay? God, have some fun, you know? Like, just think about the most horrendous <laughs> fantasies you've had, right? Just, like, put it in place. Right, B, if that happened, it's not hard. Right, it's right, second time we've asked it's not difficult. If that happened, how would you feel? I would just feel sad. Okay. I would just feel sad that the greatest player of all time has got to this point where he believes he can still play and perform at the level. I believe he can still play and perform at the level. But the people who make the decisions on who's on the field don't believe that. I would just feel sad. <laughs> Life won't be the same when he and Messi retire, man. I don't think anyone's prepared for that. No, because the guys coming through are great. They're brilliant. But it's it's a little bit different. They're not the same, are they? Haaland's going to score like fucking 1,000 goals. In his career, right? It's brilliant. But there's something about the, the generation, the, the era those two have played in, right? This the romantic, the way they play the game, right? They play so differently. They're such different players, but it's both so brilliant. Maybe we're just old guys. Talking now. about internationals and international potential and being picked. <laughs> Interesting, you know, with that MLS, LA FC game and LA Galaxy game uh, on Thursday night. Fantastic game. Now you have Chicharito and Vela, both of them not expecting to be picked by Mexico to go. I find that kind of strange. Now, MLS is obviously not the level. You look at where he scores goals and at the level of where he played Chicharito, but he's still like Mexico's not got anybody that's 
you know, with the uh, what's his name, Raul, and uh, Wolverhampton. He's had his injury problems. I, just, I find it very strange that those two players wouldn't be somehow involved as your shortest strikers with their with their you know with their uh, with their performing at that right now. Okay, it's MLS, but it's they're still performing at quite a level. It's, and they might not be going to the World Cup. And there's ten million bucks right there that they're getting paid the two of them at MLS level. I think it's just age, right? They're 33 and 34. And like with the exception of Blanco and Hernandez in the past, when they were like the only options, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I still think they're, they're better options, certainly on better form. Raul Jimenez is sadly not the player he was before the skull injury. Yeah. They yeah. should they should use him. Yeah. I agree. But, yep. Age is a thing, right? Apparently, in which case it doesn't mean anything. So, yeah. uh, Jimmy was laughing, uh, laughing there while I was going on my rant. I feel like you had loads to say as I was talking about how I'm going to love the game less when Ronaldo retires. Yeah, I was just picturing you being sad. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> that makes you happy. That yeah. you how do you envision it, Jimmy? What, what, do you, what, what, what does the sad you know, be look like? Jimmy? In a little ball, the bottom lip comes out. You're very emotional. <laughs> Starts to shiver. Yeah. I'm, I'm kicking a ball, but it's not a real ball. It's like just made of garbage and clothes. Like, what is it? What is the yeah. scenario in which I'm in? I was thinking more in the shower, like the crying game. Just, yeah. You know what? You might be play. You never know. You might play with Ronaldo one day. He'll be in the over sixty league or something <laughs> like that, and you just you just might get a game. It would be pretty amazing if you know the uh, the twenty twenty six World Cup, the media game that they play here. You know, with the yeah. celebrities getting schooled by Palais. Oh, <laughs> I stood in an elevator with Lothar Mateus once, and uh, I know, played against him. If you told me in that moment, oh, one day you'd play in a media game with uh, with him and Ronaldo, I would have said, ah, oh, it's better than this being in a cramped elevator with Lothar Mateus. Yeah. You got more now, stories now, about you, you got more stories about like this being beside someone famous and not doing anything about it. Yeah, <laughs> than anyone yeah, I know. Really. <laughs> he usually Mateus. takes the girlfriend to get some attention. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did the uh, to Mateus go? Hey, all right, okay. Yeah, no, he didn't say anything, but his but. Uh, the person he was with, like, called him Mateus. I thought he would have had a nickname. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of nicknames, by the way, there's a guy on the Montreal Canadiens. Have you seen this, uh, Jimmy? Wi-Fi? His name... Sorry? Wi-Fi? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His name is uh, his name is Arbor, uh, probably Zekaj is his last yeah. name, but I'll spell it out. X-H-E-K-A-J. They call him Wi-Fi because you know Wi-Fi passwords usually look something like that. <laughs> That's a good nickname. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, I love clever nicknames. Yeah, there was a guy at CPC I worked with. Um, he was a redhead, and he wasn't really into sports. But he was working with us on the uh, on the Olympics. Wait, and a redhead I, not into sports, really? And I said, uh, I mean, he was a, he was a he's a proper TV man, a proper TV producer, uh, great personality, like great guy. And a few days, like, man, we need to get you a nickname. You know, the English would go something extreme. They'd call you like Snaps for Ginger Snaps, and he's like, I love it. I'm a snappy person. Let's go. So the whole Olympics would call this guy Snaps, and everyone around would be like, uh, Why do you call Ian Snaps? Ah, it's a, a Ginger Snaps. It's a long thing. Oh, okay. One of my favorites was calling uh, B. We called for a long time. We called him Tires. Dunlop. <laughs> Very tires. simple. Yeah. 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 And then how did, how did punters come around? I forget that one. Punters came around. You actually forget the origins of this? 
No, you refresh. Yeah, I'll know it the second you say it. We were doing. Uh, we were doing. Uh, that show where we asked each other questions i forget the name of that show now and one of the one of the questions was um you know is there anyone in the soccer world you want to punch in the face could be a player coach media personality and our producer thomas dobby said that uh rhymed with uh he's like oh well uh i don't want to give it away but let's say it rhymes with a tendon pun lop yeah that's right punners punners yeah that's a good one uh before we we retire this ronaldo thing um what does help his cause for portugal is that Diogo Jota's out for the World Cup, mm-hmm. right? So uh, that's very bad news of Portugal. So they might need another forward to come off the bench in the 89th minute, and it could be Ronaldo. Anyway, <laughs> this story will evolve. Um, keeping B happy, you know, I'm talking about good things. Um, Steven Gerrard fired from Aston Villa <laughs> yesterday. Did you hear this, though? He, he, got, he got canned post-match, but he, he took the team bus back. That's pretty cool, isn't it? They couldn't get a cab. I don't know. I mean, if you were fired on the road, would you would you not want to get like, a new make, make your own way home? <laughs> you probably had gear. You had to get back at the stadium, and well, did hold on? Did yeah, every yeah got that, on with a case of beer as well? Maybe yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> did everyone on the bus know? Fuck you guys! Like, did it? Did everyone on the bus know? Like in I, normal situations, Jimmy, what what yeah. when when is the coach's opportunity to? say goodbye to the players well, sometimes you don't really have a chance it to say goodbye they just, they just yeah. say see you later and why ask gone. a jimmy <laughs> but then the the thing is too a lot of a lot of players will will reach out yeah right the ones that you're close with the ones that you know respected yeah. you as well they'll they'll reach out and give you a call and say thanks for everything and sorry it didn't work out and imagine if no one does imagine no one calls you the next day like you get canned and like no one's calling it's like yeah. fucking hell i was really bad wasn't i when, when i left york i think the whole the whole team bar one called me who was the one <laughs> He's Come on. On. we'll hammer him you. No. it was obviously stolly guys yeah it was stolly <laughs> <laughs> all right we won't put you on the spot that's tough though i mean but to take the bus i guess it shows i don't know steven gerard's strong character you know everyone's probably terrified of him anyway so i would have loved to have been on that i would I mean, imagine, imagine just playing your own music having a beer shit. <laughs> yeah sitting in the back with the lads right yeah playing cards yeah coaches always sit at the front yeah go to the back I think, I think in that situation too, that with with Steve Gerrard, I think everybody knew. I think the, the players knew the writing was on the wall, and after that result, I'm sure they everybody so, knew they were so bad. I, I'd said it yeah. as well, and his post match um, comments actually, like he he looked just beaten, and I, I I wondered, and I'm like, does he know it's coming? Because he just he yeah. he sounded the way you expected of him, but he just looked hollow. Um, it was weird. But they, they, John, they John really McGinn's John McGinn's post game comments too are pretty scathing of the team, right? And overall, you know, we weren't ready, we weren't prepared, pathetic, embarrassed. I mean, it's tough to come back from that, isn't it? Let's oh yeah, they, and on social media, when the fans turn on you, it's over. They were singing. The away <clears> fans get, were singing. They, oh, the away fans were singing. Their Craven Cottage this morning. Get uh, get the fuck out of our club. Mm. <laughs> what? <laughs> There was what was this, was there a real tune to it or were they? Yeah, get yeah. the fuck out of our club! Get out of our club! Get out of our club! <laughs> when they are singing your firing, 
that's epic. Like that's that's a good place to be. But that oh, yeah. but that tune though, I mean, I always thought that tune doesn't sound too angry though. It's quite a nice tune. Yeah. You know, it's not like uh, like, it's it not like the... John 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 Lydon spewing it, right? Have it's you... just it's quite a nice. Yeah. Usually, you see the other fans chanting it, taking the piss. Yeah. When your own fans are doing it. Ooh, yeah. 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 Have you heard it in a Brummy accent? I think it sounds pretty angry in a Brummy maybe, accent. Uh, maybe in a Brummy accent makes a difference. Yeah. So who's next? They uh, sound like they're singing anyway when they're speaking. Yeah. yeah. It's a very poetic accent. Uh, I was oh, dis- Tommy Shelby. Don't fuck with the Shelbys. You know, it's nice. Yeah. I was disappointed to wake up on Friday morning and Mauricio Pochettino not be already an Aston Villa manager. Okay, B, let's be honest here. Come on. Come yeah. on, let's be honest. Let's, let's not... Let's, Put away the old fanboy here. You didn't for a second think there was any chance Poch was going to replace Stevie G. Well, if there's one thing we learned about Mauricio Pochettino's situation since leaving PSG is he's a manager that's being questioned for not being able to manage big clubs looking to get to the next level. He's a manager who's now being questioned for dealing with big-time players, whether he can do this well or not. So would a manager under that criticism walk into an identical situation as he just left, like a Bayern or a city caliber or a top team? Or would they go to a team that has history, that has a European cup in the cabinet, that has a massive fan base and talented players? In a relegation fight? And then he goes there and not successful, and then he's done as a manager. Form is temporary. Class is permanent. There's or, a lot of class. Or he gets up. fired, Jimmy, and he gets paid up, and then he gets another big job, right? These guys fall upwards at this stage of their careers. But he's coming out of, from PSG, right? And he's not the first manager to fail at PSG, is he? And he did win a league crown there, right? He's not the first guy to fail there. He wants Champions League football still, clearly. And he's waiting the right opportunity. He doesn't need to wait for an English club. He can go anywhere around Europe. He can go to Italy if he wants, go to Spain. He's respected. I just, I mean, and then this is nothing against Villa. I do respect Villa. They are a big club, and, and that's a good job for for the right person. But he's not at that point going to go to a relegation fight. There's no chance. But I don't think anyone expects Villa to stay in a relegation fight. If they finish tenth or eighth, would you actually be stunned with the with the squad that they have? No, I, I thought preseason they'd be a mid table team, right? But, but the injuries seen- have crushed them. But we've seen that before. Yeah, injuries have crushed them. And I do think that, and, and McGinn's comments probably honestly ring true. Because you look at the, the lineup the last few times, at Coutinho and Buendia, both on the bench, Ings and Watkins are incapable of playing together. But there's this You just idea said, though, the last game against Chelsea, they played really well together. That They did play really well together in, in, in spades there. Yes, they did play really well together. But I don't think that they can actually play together. And trying to force it when you have the uh, other options and other pieces in which they do have, this young Cameron Archer, I think, would be a much better option. I think that Danny Ings trains hard. People respect him. He's, he's a really good player. They're trying, they've been trying to force him in since the second they got him. But it just doesn't work with the other pieces when you've lost Grealish, who I really think is, is, was the reason Ollie Watkins lit the league on fire that season because he had the service from Grealish. You haven't been able to recreate that with Coutinho Buendia. They've not hit the level that they've had before. They don't seem like they can play together either. But, yeah, you look at the, They just got run off the park at Fulham. It looked like Fulham was a Champions League team. Yeah. And they looked like a, a side <clears throat> in 20th. Well, it's a first for Villa in the Premier League. They gave away a 
penalty, an OG, and a red card. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's tough. That's a bad day for Stevie G, isn't it? <laughs> Jesus, it, was, it, was, it, got worse, it got worse about a half an hour later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he got he got sacked when they were still in the post-match show. Premier League yeah, it, was that, it was that quick, wasn't it? It was, it was so quick. It was still on. I was on the phone, and then the tone of the presenter changed immediately, and a key yeah. came up, and I went, now already? It's like not even six. I haven't had my dinner yet. It's not even six. Is, is the firing tone the same as the death tone from, from broadcasters? Don't it's you find similar, it, isn't it? Don't you find death it in England? Tone? In England, yeah, that it's so close. Tone, nice. <laughs> <laughs> in, in England, in general, like I, I remember when we were doing the Fox Show, and Dobby, Dobby, and I went over to cover the Champions League, and we were working with an English crew, and they just thought they'd never seen it. There was no clips online. And just the way Dobby and I spoke, they're like, your, your television program, what what would you say the attitude is? Like, what do you mean by attitude? They're like, well, I watched you shoot that opening, and do you really talk like that? <laughs> because I because uh, I forget what my opening what my opening was, but I would end it with, remember, thanks for kicking it with us, and like, personalities. Like, I just couldn't imagine a Sky Sports presenter ending the program with, thanks for kicking it with us, mate. I just no. I couldn't see it. And if you watch like Sky Sports News, don't you actually feel like you're watching obits all the time? It's painful watching highlights. Yeah. It's yeah. painful. There's no personality. This has to be the delivery tone all the time. And, yeah. and it's like literally it's, it's like and in the in the forty seventh minute, Mo Salah scored. Yeah. And then they'll little sound up. They're sure they'll sound up. Often without actually the sound up. It's just just the play of the play, right? And then uh yeah, it's it's this way it's always been done, and I forget that. Can be lived there for so many years now. So when I go back there or watch, you know, Sky and some partially illegal stream, um, I'm always <laughs> surprised by how dour it seems. Yeah. I, I think we can go too far here sometimes in this country in North America, but overall, I, I prefer mm. this approach. But then yeah. uh, behind the scenes, the banter is actually brilliant. Yeah. I mean, this whole Liz Trust thing going on is great. <laughs> I mean, fucking hell, shortest prime minister tenor ever. But some of the stuff on Twitter and the British banter is is in a bad situation. It's pretty funny. So. <laughs> Did you see the meme that I, I reposted? Amazing. Yeah. Uh, Ronaldo walking through the tunnel and someone had put her the her hair on Ronaldo <laughs> yeah, yeah. walking through it. <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, great. I'm halfway through uh, season four of The Crown and Gillian Anderson as Margaret Thatcher is unbelievable. They just She's won the good. Falklands War. Like, <laughs> the what? Incredible. The Falklands War? You know Falklands. that wasn't a war, right? It was a police action, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, what are you talking about, Wonger? Argentina Jesus. tried to take the island. Yeah. yeah. People died. It was a freaking war. Been there anyway. Oh, my God. My Uncle it's Frank like was when... there. He was, a, he was a real Marine commando. He was there. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he took some Margie's, uh hostage. And mm. uh, prisoner, I should say, <laughs> hostage. And, and he came back. He had this uh, these Argentinian um, army uh, binoculars, which were made in Leeds. Of all places. Mm. It's quite funny. That was also the stuff. same time Ronald Reagan invaded Grenada. Noriega. <laughs> like, is that Noriega? Yeah. No, no, that's Panama. Panama. This is even Sorry, before. I've got the wrong conflict. <laughs> yes. And this yeah, is like, oh, we, we put down and we helped the Grenade, like Grenad- Grenadines Islands yeah. stay put. And you're just like, what are you talking about? There was like 12 guys with machetes. That was, that was it. I lived in the UK when all that was going on. And at that time, Margaret Thatcher was seen very highly. You know what I mean? She was thought she like was popular. the oh, Iron yeah. Lady. Like she's going like, fuck this. Don't, we're not putting up with this. Crazy thing is, I think the the British government were 
at some point probably going to let it go back to Argentina anyway. But because they took it, because there was a political struggle there, and they thought that it would be great politically if they, you know, all this shit. Um, so that's kind of why that all came about. And they just said, no, you're not going to have it. But uh, she won over the public with it. it was, well, that was such, yeah, for that. But then up north, no, I mean, the miners' strike was awful. Right, she yeah, quite yeah, a lot yes. and the miners. So it, the country was divided. It, it still is to some degree, but well, it produced it a really divided. good dancer in Billy Elliot. So, you know, if we hadn't had that miners' strike, Billy Elliot would never have been made. Yeah, so it's almost worthwhile, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. That was a, that was a it, really awful time. What the dancing was? Yeah, it was dancing. Dancing. No, no, no. So Craig was an awful time. Like the dancing oh. though, kind of made it better though. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and being Where's footballers and being away? being in footballers um, in that world and at that time in the eighties when I got there, being all British uh, and and all working like, class, all of them being working class, and a lot of them being from the north, you know, the which side they were, you know, siding on during all that, you know, very much for the miners and whatnot. So interesting culture of players i can't hear no something happened with you charms okay there we go is that better yeah my mic <laughs> my, my, my cord pulled out the plug and then it defaults to a mute when you plug Hate it that back when in. that happens oh it's the worst isn't it <laughs> yeah where's jimmy we don't know jimmy's gone jimmy's just disappeared yeah jimmy he had a I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it for you. I have to jump off, boys. I have get. I have to get on a call. Maybe that's Juventus. No, Villa. It's Villa. Oh, it's Villa now, is it? He Villa's called him. There's no interest in that job. Um, if if might be Halifax. Who knows? (laughs) Hey, maybe that'd be all right. What a non-league Halifax, Halifax Town, Halifax. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's where that they. uh, That's a real club, right? This town, yeah. isn't it? They're a non-league side. We've taken all these Hello, names from the fax is a town, yes. I'm not sure what uh, division they're in these days. They used to no be idea, but let's not, that's, that's not talk about Halifax Town for too long. <laughs> no. <laughs> we might lose the hey, by the way, have you guys watched that Wrexham? Uh, it's no. Love it. No, I haven't watched it yet. It's really well I've done. Heard, I haven't either, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. Like, absolutely, say people are saying it's, it's really well like, done, yeah. yeah. The Brit- I mean, I didn't have any idea it. about yeah, I had no idea about Wrexham, really. I mean, I knew of them, but didn't know about yeah. their history. Yeah. And, uh, what a clever and what, idea. Really clever, yeah. McElhaney and, and Reynolds, I mean, they, they did a good job. I mean, there are times their naivety of the culture kind of comes through, which is part of it. Um, of it. But, but, but they got it. They figured it out, I think. And mm-hmm. what they say, I mean, they're very progressive, the way they look at football and the way we need to, you know, uh, the, how the modern football fan consumes media. Right, and and they're still so stuck in their ways that part of the world, and certainly in, in that level of football, and how they're like just like saying, "Christ, guys, you have to think outside the box here." So, mm-hmm. I think it's really well done. I, I can't wait. And, for then, two, and then every away game they're going to crowds of they're where are they going to? Boreham Wood, I think next, and their average crowd is like two thousand. They're expecting like maybe their largest crowd ever at sixty one hundred people. You know what I mean? Like, there's a real buzz, buzz. around it. Massive buzz. Uh, this Wrexham yeah. thing. And, and it, yeah, they took this small club and 
And the, and the thing is, it's they made it about the fans and the community and everything else, not about themselves. And no. I think that's it's fantastic. They're almost embarrassed, they're almost shy, it seems, you know, that these big, and they make fun of themselves continuously, these big Hollywood celebrities coming aboard, right? They play it so well. And obviously, yeah. the, the sense of humor over there buys into that. They understand where they're coming from. So, yeah, yeah I recommend you everyone watch this. We'll, we'll, we'll watch it and we'll do a review. Mm-hmm. We keep it's saying on that. Disney, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. No, so many it. platforms. I mean, God. There's also so many shows. I still haven't finished the, all the. I got one episode of All or Nothing because I didn't oh, really? want Mikel Arteta to go. I like enjoyed it so much. So I was, I didn't want to. I would be sad finishing it. So I didn't finish it. I didn't finish the Juventus one either. Because I <laughs> no, didn't I finished Ronaldo, either, actually. I didn't want you still all these leave. all these documentaries that you you just don't watch the last episode. Yeah, basically, honestly, yeah. Well, you I'm know how it ends, right? I'll probably do the same with the crown here because I don't want Gillian Anderson and uh, that Maggie to go yeah. away. Oh, the queen, the queen dies at the end in that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Yeah. I don't and want then, to ruin everybody. This ninety-six-year-old woman dies of natural causes is quite something. It's tragic, Craig. Tragic. I mean, how could that happen? Um, Canada played Bahrain, November eleventh. Just announced. Obviously, yeah. the European guys won't be there, but a uh, great idea, actually, is to be honest, to, to get those domestic-based players. Uh, be in Dubai, I think, isn't it? They're playing there, and then Japan uh, a week later? No, it's in Manama. It's in Bahrain. Oh, it's in Bahrain, is it? Okay. Playing in Bahrain. Right. Bah- Bahrain is, it, the, prior to the conflict uh, with the Arab world in Qatar, uh, Bahrain was like the jump-off point, You the, the air ferry. It's like a 25-minute flight. I went to Bahrain for the Grand Prix in 2019. That's right. What an interesting part of the world, man. It was uh, Manama is like the fourth super city over there um, behind uh, Dubai and Abu Dhabi and Doha. Very, very it's interesting. Like a little bit like Las Vegas for all the Saudis to come across and do. It is Saudi Vegas. Anti Muslim mm-hmm. stuff. Saudi Vegas. Yeah. What hey, does it matter that you're not Manama. playing in front of anybody? Like that these friendlies are. Zero people watching. It would have mattered before the pandemic and everyone got used to it. Yeah, maybe. Did, did it for like a year and a half, right? I mean, that Uruguay right. game, what, 1,200, 1,500 people watch the game, right? Yeah, it's I not the we'll, whole meal deal, that's for sure, Wonger, if you're looking for the experience and everything. Yeah. Because a lot of it, you know, from a communication point of view, it surprises guys like by the, the, the crowd noise and that you how difficult it is to communicate. I'm not sure that's going to happen at the World Cup because it is the, the atmosphere is going to be a little bit different than club football, but um, it can be a factor and can surprise some guys if they're not. Well, you must it. have most you must guys seen are. it playing at Azteca, like qualifying for Con- like playing in Concacaf, going yeah. from empty stadium communication to full yeah. stadium away, having people throwing you know doing whatever at you, but especially yeah. in the confines of Azteca. Well, yeah, and the, ranked the top four Mexican players of all time playing as well. So, mm. yeah, they were shit hot. I mean, there's nobody better than Hugo Sanchez. <laughs> Never been for Mexico. Time now for some footy picks, boys. Shall we roll in the opener there? There's the opening. It's forty picks. It's forty picks. It's forty picks on footy prime. All right, fellas. So uh, we've got MLS this weekend, CPL this weekend. Obviously, the Prem's back on Fubo TV. Uh, any bets jumping out 
B, what, what you got? Whose phone is ringing? Well, Jimmy's not here, so no, it can't be his. I don't hear a phone. I don't hear a phone either. There was a. Uh, you got a bionic ear? No, it was. There was a uh, the buzz. You know the. Oh, you heard it. Oh, thanks, Warren. No, yeah. I do. I we've spoken oh, about this before. B. I do have like bizarre hearing. It drives Elena crazy because I will hear things that like even the dog hasn't reacted to, and then the dog reacts, and she's like, "How do you know that?" So yeah, someone's phone would. It, was, it could have been literally my neighbor's phone. Mm. Well, if a tsunami's coming, <laughs> let us know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Or an think, earthquake. Tsunami is coming in Major League Soccer. An earthquake. Then, I am 30 floors up. I don't know if I'd <laughs> stay I away from the balcony. Kid. I thought he yeah. plays for Real Madrid, Tsunami. Tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> in Japan. No. Very good. Jeez. There is a tsunami weak. coming. And uh, <laughs> Le Nom CF Montreal. Oui. Uh, I think they're going to beat the champions. Although. I find the money, the pricing very interesting here. Very. I do wonder mm. if American books, um, not that you should look into them, but I do wonder if the pricing in Vegas is different, favoring um, the champions a little more because they're giving them a lot of value. You get Montreal at even money. This is plus, uh, at the time we're recording this, is plus 102. So that means um, they're pretty confident Montreal is going through. And whenever you see a team go up against the defending champions, I think that says a lot about um, what Vegas thinks about that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or the betting patterns. Yeah, betting patterns. But, but is, is Quebec throwing a ton of money behind them? Like it's, it can be I a big betting so. market. No, but I, I don't exactly. know if they move the needle there. Mm-hmm. But they're yeah, man, so they're a good so. team, and for the Canadian national team, Warner, like yeah. these, you know, five players. They, I know they've been starting six Canadians, but yeah, five of right. which are involved in the program. Four starters. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I want to see them go as far as they can. Yeah, and be healthy. Yeah, CF. Well, I just yeah, so and be healthy. Everyone knows the odds on North Star bets. It's got. CF Montreal at plus 102. The draw is at plus 240. And New York City FC is at plus 265. Uh, over one, minus 130 and under minus 104. So I'm, I don't know. Like it's more the, the I, I think the CF Montreal is going to win. So that's plus 102. But if you could have some fun, it would be. Uh, what are the, I, would it uh, Montreal just to win the, t- the actual advance. pie? No, not within you. 90 minutes, but just win it. Minus penalties. They're uh, minus 210. Mm. Oh, okay. through. I like Montreal too. This New York is, not, is a shell of itself, right? Since they lost their star man this year. They haven't mm. re- rebounded. And uh, Montreal's shown it all year long. So, yeah, I think uh, just over even money, isn't it? So plus one yeah, or two. I think so. I think Montreal is a really good team. Yeah, that was a fun game, the last one. Like it was, you know, they, it was fun to watch. The Canadians yeah. playing something to cheer for, although last night's games, boy, they spectacular. And B got El some traffico delivered, eh? Yeah, B got some free tweets when he put the. I saw your uh, little thing with the traffic picture, mm-hmm. B, and you said Toronto at three thirty every day. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, B's getting some free likes out of that one. Isn't that crazy <laughs> though? It was yeah. crazy. To Craig, yeah, it's like ninety percent of them with one person in those cars too. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, but tell me that 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 image is not what Toronto looks like if you haven't seen on on my Twitter account. But it if you totally didn't is. see if you didn't see the goals, if you didn't stay up these these West Coast MLS games, I love it because I'm 
a night owl, but Charmin, I don't know if you've ever seen one of these games, these 1045 PM kickoffs, but I love them. They're uh, it's it, when they deliver, it's exciting. And LAFC is an exciting team. I got a text at 1209. <laughs> Are you watching this LA game? I was yeah, like, because oh, I had, but I seen, should be, I hadn't seen you tweeting and I thought, shit, Craig needs to be watching max right now. Yeah. Um, yeah it was, cool. It, it man, it doesn't it doesn't matter who they have on the pitch. When the Galaxy play LAFC, it is honestly must watch TV. Stop yeah. what you are doing because you never know what's going to happen. You know, no, it's, it's a legitimate rivalry, isn't it? It's, it's oh, legitimate. I have to pinch myself sometimes when you think about where we were and where we've come, and and you look at that atmosphere, that stadium, absolutely perfect. Happening in the United States in Los Angeles is almost unthinkable. Really, yeah, I didn't look at the attendance. How many people fill that stadium? It's a small stadium on purpose. They've done, they've done it. They've built it to fill it every game. Nineteen twenty. Um, it's yeah. It's really small. Oh, it's I, like it's like BMO. Twenty two thousand three hundred and five. Smaller than BMO. Last night. Wow. Yeah. It was but rocking they, though. Jeez. Oh, the design of that one end zone, like steep and. Mm. It was three three goals in the last ten minutes, and it was like the just back and forth, the smacking each other in the mouth, and uh, you know stars all over the pitch. Vela Bale wasn't playing. Kalini came on actually in the ninety-fourth minute after. Oh, he came on. He didn't didn't refuse. That's good. <laughs> didn't refuse. Come on, yeah, no. He knew he was going to get that. <laughs> They've really not used him, you know. Uh, I think he's been the uh, the cheerleader and the guy in the dressing room because he's a super likable guy. Yeah, and he's worth a million a year for that. I think. Yeah, he's bought into the project of brand LAFC. Yes, um, they yes. haven't seen him uh, bought into you know him being on that back line but then again maybe it's because they're winning it came he came in season they were winning they've got a very good setup yeah and he's slow as fuck that's why he's in la <laughs> and not at uv yeah <laughs> but i tell you ricky Pouge is not someone that's going to stay in mls for very long no he, he transformed them didn't he late in the season what a player he's fun to watch all right any other bets uh Wonga, craig you got anything lined up no that was it for me i'm all mls this weekend all right uh, here's one for you, Craig. West Ham taking on Bournemouth, right? West Ham to win and Skamaka to score any time is plus 200. Mm. He's playing well, Skamaka, and against the lower teams, he's really bossed them the last few weeks. So, yeah, uh, he's I, I like that. Just, they, they're playing better than they're you know, picking up points. Like That was frustrating at Liverpool. Um, another away result we talked about, Nottingham Forest. They lost that after hitting the post a couple times. Missed a penalty in that one as well as a Liverpool game. So, at least they're playing well. Um, frustrating, but if they were sort of in that Villa situation, that would be very worrying. I'm surprised the odds haven't changed here for uh, the dunlop Wonger derby Sunday at 9 a.m. Villa on plus 115. We should just, I don't even care. Let's just do five bucks on that game, you and I. Straight out. Five win. bucks straight up? Yep. Five, five bucks. bucks how about five bucks and a beer? Because I miss you and it's been a long time since. Perfect. Five bucks and a beer. Deal. How um dirty. dirty who will be be who do you think who does he got to will be sitting in the stands watching his first match but not actually managing but he's gonna be the guy he'll be that guy probably right so who's it gonna be please say please say Sean Deitch because think, he's out there I think <laughs> I think Deitch's gonna get it I I just have a feeling I'd love to see it. I want to see what he can do with some money and, yeah. and a bigger club I do yeah yeah. How, how would you feel if Sean Deitch was announced oh, as honestly as new manager? I would be excited for us, but I don't know if it would take 
the club forward. You got to think. Saying us, who are you saying us? Us four? Us, us six? Yeah, mean? us four. Yeah, us, <laughs> us Woody Prime and our listeners. What yeah. would it do for us in the yeah. podcast? <laughs> because it would be amazing. Well, and you got to think that we'd be on that phone hard to like try and get uh, him on a Tuesday when he walks into the office. Hmm. Some of these, some of these clubs used to be like that. Charmin and I used to get Phil Brown at Hall. We had him <laughs> three times a season. Um, as long as it was Tuesday at like 9.45 a.m. our time. He was brilliant. So funny. He was great. I, 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 I'm torn. I don't know. I, I, I think he should get a, a better job than Burnley. But I don't know if this, this is the right gig. He likes claret and blue. He does love. And he, he'd look so good on that touchline. He really would. But when Jerry Although the last, in, the last, the last um, ginger you had coaching was Alex McLeish, wasn't it? Oh, Jesus. That was a horrible. Remember that what little, a, uh, that was my, that and was he, like, he ruined my first experience. My first trip to Villa Park, he was the manager at the time. And it was like, why would you do that? It just There was so much dumb decision-making by that. That was a weird one. It, was, it made no sense. Birmingham guy. Oh, sign him. So the new manager. That'll go down well with the proletariat. Brilliant. I, I just I want to see someone to take them forward. That's what's sad about the Gerard didn't work out because Dean Smith was beloved. I don't think they gave Dean Smith enough rope to be honest and they just thought hmm, someone else is available someone that uh, has the potential to take us up a notch here and mm. let's be honest like he did it at rangers gerard that was obviously yeah, a but Rain- i think that scottish league if you're a manager get yourself to celtic or rangers and you're going to get yourself a big move because it just makes you look good it does yeah well you know on that here's time. one for you which i thought about which kind of makes some sense um so Brendan Rogers at Leicester, right? They're, they're doing poorly. He won't quit because he wants money. And, and they don't want to fire him because it costs him too much money. If Villa approached Brendan Rogers, mm-hmm. that's a step up for him. Mm-hmm. Right? I think Villa's bigger than Leicester. Regardless, mm-hmm. they, they, I think they're a better. Well, they've got more money than Leicester, that's for sure right now. At the moment. Would he, A, would he consider then quitting Leicester to go to Villa, which would appease his ownership and probably himself? And B, with the Villa faithful except Brendan Rogers as a manager. I would. Yeah, I, I would. I'd like that. I think he, he suits it as well. I think he'd be a good, a really good step up and not uh, in the sense of where you're just, you've gone for a big name and an attractive piece as a coach that you know can do it and that, that can do it with a, a mixed group. And Villa really do have a mixed group of like so, a couple superstar talents. That aren't playing at their level, and a bunch. He of can also hey, be, he knows how to manage Philippe Coutinho. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, all these pieces are now slotting together. Maybe, uh, maybe Suarez turns up in January. Could you imagine that? Suarez, Skirtle. Yeah. Who else could he bring in? I don't know. Daniel Agger. Right. They used to have a very intimidating back line. They looked intimidating. They were right? tattooed and Tattoos. big and tall and. Yeah. Pointy elbows. Yeah, they were. Yeah. All right, listen, we should say farewell. There's a lot of Villa today. Probably more on Villa than actually on Ronaldo, which I'm happy about. It's good. But uh, yeah, thanks for that, everyone. Um, you can catch all your Premier League games this weekend on Fubo TV, of course. And if you want to drop a wager or two, northstarbets.ca is the place to go. All right, so we'll be back on Sunday night slash Monday morning, recapping what's happened in this whirlwind of a Premier League season. For everyone here, Cheers for listening and buy newspapers. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So
Jenny, Jimmy, Craig, Donna, Jimmy.